Hello, Kobo and Conversation listeners. I'm Nathan Maharaj. I'm Rakuten Kobo's Director of Content Marketing and the producer of this podcast. Um, if this podcast sounds a little different, it's because I'm recording it from home, where I work now. Like many companies, Kobo has pivoted to a full-time, full-staff, work-from-home kind of situation, and we thought right now, when we're all getting less human contact than ever, it would be a good time to get as personal as we can with you, our fellow readers. So for the next little while, we're going to be popping bonus episodes into this feed where you'll hear from our staff of readers and booksellers, and they're going to tell you about a book they recommend. We've still got a couple of full-length episodes to go in Season 2 with our host, Michael, safely tucked away in his own home with our guests joining us over Zoom. So here's the first of our bonus episodes with my friend and colleague, Simon Collinson. Lots more to come. Thanks. Hello. Hi, Nathan. How's it going? I'm good, Simon. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the folks who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Simon Collinson. I am the Senior Manager of Business Reporting here at Racton Kobo. Um, what's your book? So I picked a book uh, that I thought was a good choice, hopefully, for people who love sci-fi and literary fiction um, and also happen to have a lot of time on their hands. Um, so my book is Dalgren by the American sci-fi novelist uh, Samuel R. Delaney. I believe he's also written plays and possibly even poetry, but um, this is a, a big monster of a novel, over 300,000 words. Oh, my God. Do you know how long it takes to read? Well, uh, we make an estimate of reading time on our website, which tells you 25 to 28 hours. The audiobook, to give you a, give you a bit of an idea, is 34 hours long. So um, it's, it's something that will keep you going for a little while, but it is... Uh, yeah. it's one of those books that you kind of sink into. It's like hallucinatory. Um, it's, it's its own world, you know, like a really good fantasy novel where you just kind of, you become, you become immersed in this world and you sort of think, you, you think that you live in that world for the period during which you're reading the book. It's a little bit like that. Um, so it's a, it's a great book to read when you're sort of in isolation and you have a lot of time in your hands and you're willing to just go really deep on a, on a very strange experience. Cool. What's the what's the the fantastical hook or premise? Right. So it, it's a bit of a hard book to summarize because it is essentially post-apocalyptic magical realism. Um, so basically, it revolves around a protagonist of the of a book called the Kid, or sometimes um, just Kid, uh, who goes to this city called Bologna, which is a city somewhere in the American Midwest, it, it seems, um, which has been cut off from the rest of the world after some mysterious apocalypse. It's never discussed what the apocalypse is, but the city is largely destroyed. Parts of it are on fire. Um, there are kind of gangs roaming the streets, and, and society has just kind of collapsed. Um, and very strange things happen, like one day the sun becomes red and swells to hundreds of times sort of hundreds of times its normal size um and then later in the day it, it shrinks back to normal um so all these really strange things happen and essentially it's a story of this this guy the kid coming to this city um and gradually becoming 
acquainted with what remains of the society and it's this very strange society where there's there's gangs of people with with these who wear these kind of um these these giant insects and creatures these holographs that they wear as, as they kind of run around the streets um there's a newspaper that's still operating somehow called the bologna times um there's this sort of upper class who throw a party for the kid when he uh, publishes a book and you know his street gang that he falls in with interacts with the remnants of this kind of decadent high society um, and and then there's you know strange kind of characters like there's a guy called Mr. Richards who he and his wife just refuse to accept that anything has happened and every day Mr. Richards gets on his work clothes and takes his briefcase out the door and goes to work as if everything is normal but there is no office for him to go to he just leaves um, so the story is basically about this this guy kind of roaming through the city, meeting people, um, having sex with some people, fighting with others, um, helping people move house, getting involved in the sort of weird little social conflicts and things that happen in this in this world. Um, and a lot of people think he might be an unreliable narrator. You know, the time periods shift around. It's never totally clear what's happening, what's real, whether it's in the narrator's head or not. Um, but you get this very, very vivid picture of this strange world. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's a trip. Is this the type of book you normally read? It is. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. It, it, some people probably from the way I've described it will be incredibly turned, turned off by it. Um, it is a book that has been quite sort of, uh, quite controversial, especially in the sci-fi world. Um, there, you know, some famous sci-fi writers hated it. Harlan Ellison absolutely hated it. He said it, I could not permit myself to be gulled or bored any further. I gave up after 361 pages. Um, other people love it. William Gibson loved it. Uh, Jonathan Lethem wrote an introduction for the, in, the version that I read. Um, so it's, it, I think it's, you know, I, I grew up reading the sort of pretentious, uh, highbrow literary fiction uh and for me I, it was a way to reconcile my love of sci-fi which at the time when i read this book i still felt this weird guilt or shame about um and i read this and i realized no that, shame here yeah but but I, I read this book and i realized that it it was equally um literary uh, as, as anything that i'd read um, and better than a lot of literary fiction, <laughs> to be honest, that, that gets published these days. So yeah. I, I just love this book as a, as a kind of a perfect meeting of my interests as a reader. But I think it appeals to a lot of people. It appeals to people who like post-apocalyptic fiction. It appeals to sci-fi fans. It appeals to people who are interested in um, LGBT fiction. It was very, very progressive in terms of the sexual politics that it depicted. Um it's it's just fascinating as a kind of a, an experimental piece of sci-fi. Um, mm. You know, there, a lot of people compare it to um, Joyce, actually, and and it's it's circular in the same way as Finnegan's Wake is, and so you can theoretically, and Delaney wanted you to be able to pick up the book and start reading it at at any point. Um, so it's it's really just kind of a a weird experiment, but but it's one of those things where it it sounds challenging and difficult and and sort of a bit pretentious, but I would say it's one of those books where you just have to start reading it and, and allow yourself to be carried along by the story. Um, which is the same thing, by the way, for, for Joyce. Like a lot of people think that Joyce is really difficult and painful, but it's, it's the opposite. Like Joyce is meant to just be fun. Um, yeah, just go and that's with it. kind of, yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of how I would say anyone should approach this book. Like, just go into it with an open mind and and see if you like it. That's great. I want to ask you though, because it is it is such an unusual book, but um, it does sound like it's like it's a kind of monumental work in its genre. How did this book find you uh, as a as a you know highbrow sci-fi reading young man in Adelaide? <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly. I think I found it on a bookstore shelf. It's got a it's got a lovely kind of minimalistic cover. Um, if you look on the Wikipedia page, the the vintage edition in the U.S. has this beautiful sort of dark red cover with a brooding tower on it. Um, mm. And to be honest, I just really love the cover design, and I picked it up. Um, either that, or I read the interview with Delaney in the Paris Review. Actually, you know what? That's that sounds more likely. I think I I think I was reading the Paris Review religiously at the time, which really shows you what I was like as a teenager. It's a very very telling uh, bit of character uh, for you, right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife gives me a pretty hard time about that. Um, but yeah, I read this interview with him, and and he's just he's he's just a fascinating guy. He's a fascinating writer. Um, this isn't his only kind of piece of experimental work. He's he's really one of these sci-fi writers who took the genre and pushes it to every experimental limit, and and doesn't doesn't abide by any of that sense of literary shame or propriety that I was talking about a minute ago. You know, he, he revels in the poppiness of, of sci-fi and, and uses it however he wishes. He's just a lot of fun to read. Yeah. Thank you so much, Simon. Will you tell us again, the title of your book, the author? No worries. It's Dahlgren. I believe that's how you pronounce it by Samuel R. Delaney. Awesome. There will be a link in the show notes. Happy reading everyone. <laughs>